So in order to understand this opening joke, you're going to have to remember, as many of you know, but some of you perhaps don't, that the great commentator on the Torah and the Talmud was named Rashi, Rab Shlomo Yitzchaki, from the 11th century in France, 1040 to 1105, and he was the one that people quoted when they wanted the interpretation of various passages in either the Talmud or the Torah, and still is to this day. So here is the joke, which is an old yeshiva joke. It's not the best joke, but it's still a joke. Man comes to his rabbi and he says, I want to build a house. And the rabbi says, well, there are instructions in the Talmud that tell you exactly what you need to do. So the guy takes the Talmud, he goes, he builds it exactly according to the Talmud, every specification, puts the beams where the Talmud tells him to put the beam, lays out the floor the way the Talmud says. Finally, the house is all finished. He goes to put the mezuzah on the house. He bangs in the mezuzah and the entire house collapses. He goes back to the rabbi, he says, I built it exactly the way it said. I affixed the mezuzah and the house collapsed. And the rabbi says, you know, Rashi asked the same question. <laughs> the point of the joke is that you can be procedurally correct and substantively a failure. And that there are two different kinds of sort of ways of pursuing truth one is you have to get the steps right, and the other is that the result works. Look, we saw this again and again without getting into anything too controversial. In the pandemic, people would say, but this is procedurally how you're supposed to do it, and other people would say, but that procedurally doesn't get me to where I want to go. And that same argument happens over and over and over again in almost every area of life. You will teach, for example, one of the areas that I know something about, you will teach people when they learn how to play chess, this is you should develop your pieces early, you shouldn't overextend your pawns, you shouldn't, uh, a rook is more valuable than a bishop, and then they'll watch fine chess players break the rules and they'll go, but you told me to do this. They'll say, well, once you know the rules, then actually you know when to break them. So procedural doesn't always get you to the result. But sometimes the procedure and the result are the same thing. And that brings us to this morning. Moses says, Akev Tishmarun, if you listen. And the idea is if you listen and do what God says, you'll get the result that you want. And right now, the Jewish community is struggling with that exact question. Over the pandemic, this synagogue, like other synagogues, lost hundreds of families as members. Because people said, well, look, if I can't be there in person, why should I be there? And people who were used to coming to the synagogue and felt comfortable there got out of the habit of coming to the synagogue. And yet we know procedurally 
it is impossible to live a full Jewish life without a community. There are some prayers you can't say without a minion, but in the minion, we struggle to get a minion when we used to always have a minion. And the procedure, which is having a minion, coming to synagogue, actually gets you to the result, which is not being alone and being part of a community. To go back to the chess example, the weakest pawn on the board is what's called an isolated pawn. It's a pawn that doesn't have other pawns on either side of it. And when I see, for example, that parents whose children graduate our school then drop their membership, which happens every year, and especially the past two years, I think to myself, so in other words, you want to teach your kids in school that they should be part of a community so that when they finish learning that, you can stop being part of a community. What's the sense of that? The whole point is you're educating them to be part of all of this. And now, right before the high holidays, is when people make their commitment to be part of this. Procedurally, what we need is for people to come back to the synagogue, for people to become members of the synagogue again or for the first time, to show that we take seriously this idea that a synagogue in Hebrew is not called a Beit Tefillah, a house of prayer. It's called a Beit Knesset, a house of gathering. Because being together in community, both procedurally and substantively, is what Judaism is about. One of the remarkable things is you don't have any great saint in Jewish history or tzaddik in Jewish history who spent their lives alone in a monastery. You know why? Because you need a minion. You literally cannot be a tzaddik without other people around. And one of the reasons is it's so easy to be a tzaddik with no one else around, right? It's other people who make it difficult to be a tzaddik. Alone, everybody's a tzaddik, right? I'm not mean to anyone when no one is there. But we really do believe Moses takes the longest break of anyone, and he's up for 40 days on the mountain with God, but he still has to come back down to the community. And sure enough, as soon as he does, he's got trouble. Because all of Jewish life is about being in community, about gathering together. You heard that we bless the new month of Elul. The high holidays are coming. They are the quintessential time of gathering for the Jewish people. So to those of you who are here, and I can now say to those of you who are watching, stop being observers and start being participants. Come to synagogue, join synagogues, be a community again. 
like we have been for thousands of years. Don't let the pandemic, which has taken so much, take that too. Shabbat Shalom.